Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 124. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, have you ever wanted to start a podcast but don't have the time, knowledge, or skills? Just record an MP3, send it to my team here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and we do the rest. It's really that simple. Visit podplatform.com, that's podplatform.com to find out more. And now let's give it up for our sponsor, Lee Lefevre. The best ideas, products, and services are worthless unless they can be explained in a way that makes people care. Common Craft founder Lee Lefevre's new book, The Art of Explanation, will show you the secrets to creating amazing explanations. Visit artofexplanation.com for more information. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Igarim Shorman. Igarim, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. All right. Combining passion for travel and business background, Igarim co-founded Trip Trotting, a fast-growing travel community. She wants to inspire people to explore the world and create a more interconnected global community. On Trip Trotting, people from different cultures and backgrounds connect with each other based on common interests and personalities. And as a result, they realized at the end of the day, we are all just humans. So I've given a little overview, Igarim. But why don't you take from here and tell us who you are, what you do, and the correct way to pronounce your name. <laughs> Absolutely. You actually uh, nailed it. Uh, it's Igarim Sharman, and uh, I'm co-founder and CEO of Trip Trotting. And uh, we we're are this awesome global community of um, what we call them citizens of the world. Uh, we have people in 150 countries, 2,000 cities around the world. Um, I'm a traveler myself, been to over 30 countries lived in I think five now four or five countries around the world so definitely uh, I think through my own experiences and, and um, our entire team we're all very international we just realized that the more we travel the more we met people from other cultures that we are all at the end of the day the same we have so much in common and um, by interacting with people from other cultures and learning about local cultures you you understand that you kind of become friends with people from all over the world and all, all types of backgrounds and nationalities, um, religious backgrounds, etc. So decide to create a community where we can all do that. I love that. And I really consider myself very fortunate because after college, I spent four years as an officer in the army active. And then while I was in the reserves, I was able to actually travel and not really just go for like a couple weeks here and there, but I really took that opportunity to immerse myself. And I lived in Guatemala for four months. I went to India and Nepal for four months and just really immersed myself in the culture. And when you're doing that, you really get to meet a lot of people that live there, but you also meet a lot of people that are just like you and they're traveling long-term in these countries. Is that some of the cool experiences that you love while you travel? Um, yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, I think I think it is a big part of travel experience to be able to meet other travelers from other countries as well, as well as locals. Um, and I think it's also important um, when you travel, uh, you can always kind of serendipitously meet people, 
But one of the things that we're trying to do is actually connect you with people that um, share something in common with you. So, like, let's say we're entrepreneurs, obviously, all here listen to this podcast. Um, wouldn't it be cool that anywhere you went, you can actually find local entrepreneurs? And, and or if you are very interested in I don't know skiing or wine tasting, you can meet other people who share those same interests. So you're not just meeting anyone, but you're meeting people with common interests, which makes your experience that much better. I love that idea because really, when you're meeting like-minded people in these different areas, it's just enhancing the overall experience. So definitely love that mentality. We're going to use that to move into the next topic, which is our success quote. Now. Entrepreneur on Fire, it's all about getting the motivational ball rolling. We want to get Fire Nation pumped, Igarim. So <laughs> what do you have for your success quote for our listeners? So my success quote, and I've had it since uh, freshman year of college, was something that my professor uh, made us say every the beginning of every single class, and that was the greatest failure in life is not to try. And that's one of the things that uh, uh, has always ignited me and um, Any time when I doubted something, I wasn't sure um, if you know if it was a good move, if, whether it's to start a company or once you start a company to to do certain things. Um, you realize that look, the worst thing that can happen is you, it didn't work. But the greatest failure to, is just not to even try because you're fearing uh, the failure. So, Igarim, take us down to the ground level. There, how have you applied this quote to your life? Um. Pretty much in everything I've done from, you know, I actually went to community college first before I transferred to a four-year university, and I transferred to USC for my community college, and that's where it started, where people were saying that there's no way you can go to USC. A lot of people were kind of um, doubting it and saying it's very expensive, and I kind of just said, you know what, like, I'll apply, and we'll see what happens. Like, let's see if I can get in, and let's see if I can get scholarship, and that was, like, the first time when I really applied in my life. I got in, and I got a free ride. Um, or, or almost free right, which was amazing for me because that was something that I kind of proved out this quote that like the, the greatest failure in life is not to try it. At least let's try it. Um, and then everything I've done since then from the types of jobs that I've done to starting the company, um, it was always kind of looking at it from this perspective and saying, what's the worst thing that can happen? Hey, I have a great experience out of it. So um, pretty much everything we do and, and in day to day, even running trip trotting, uh, we always say, Whenever we have new initiatives, new ideas, um, we, we say, okay, well, what's, uh, let's try it. Let's see what happens. I love it. And who can we attribute that quote to? Uh, it's my late professor, Gwen Thomas. Gwen Thomas. All right. We will make sure to link that up in the show notes and quote them. So, Igarim, we're going to transition now into the next topic, which is failure. As an entrepreneur, we have journeys that just are riddled with failure, which is a good and a not so good thing, but it's really how we define it. We can define it as a challenge, as an obstacle to be overcome. Can you take us back to a point where in your journey with trip trotting that you failed and you had to overcome some obstacle that really presented a challenge? Sure. Um, I mean, I think every every step of the way you kind of face different obstacles and, and entrepreneurship and it's just being able to keep the tenacity and keep on going is very very important um i think we've had a lot of barriers um in 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 our um kind of in the journey of our company that we had to overcome um i think the well there I, i'm trying to pick one um 
One was, for example, we actually, er, very early on, and I think the most important ones are the early ones because you really, you feel like the whole world is kind of working against you. Um, so the first one was we, um, before we were actually doing it just part-time, we competed at the seed competition, like a um, business plan competition at USC, and we actually um, placed second. Um, so, and the, 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 the grant difference was dramatic. I think it was like first place got 10000 and we only got $2,000 um, in grant and money and kind of just fell down um, that we, we, everyone thought we were going to win and we were just on fire. And when they announced that we only got second place, um, and which is great still, but it wasn't something that, like I think we were had such high expectations. And once, and there are a lot of things that came with the first place, like free space, free mentors, et cetera, et cetera, that we didn't get. And we felt really a setback. We felt really down um, for a while um, because of that. And we didn't know, like, we didn't have enough money to keep on running this. We couldn't hire people. So um, it was a really at that point in time, it felt like, hey, this, you know, this might have hit us pretty bad. Um, but at the end of the day, what we realized is that because of that competition, we actually met quite a lot of people who ended up, uh, one of them ended up being one of our first investors from Ideal App. So um, in, in the retrospect, as long as you keep on going and keep on kind of working hard and, and proving people that regardless of what happens, I'm going to get up and keep on going, uh, people start kind of believing in you and, and backing you up. So uh, that's what happened. And we, I think nine months later, got a, a $330,000 in seed funding. <laughs> so that kind of worked out pretty well. And it came through this competition, through connections through this competition. So Yeah. And who knows what would have happened had you won first place. So it's just such a great lesson that you're sharing with Fire Nation just to keep your head down, to keep plugging, because every situation you're going to encounter is an opportunity if you look at it that way. And you just can't let the little things get you down. I can remember so clearly when I just launched Entrepreneur on Fire back in the day, and I was getting everything together as far as logos and just websites. You know, I brought this logo to one of my friends and I was like, oh man, look at this. Isn't this great? He was like, eh, I don't really like it. I'm like, <laughs> what? And I was just like, oh my God, I, I want to quit. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. It was like one of those yeah. situations where such little setbacks at the beginning can seem so momentous because it's all you have. But when you look back at it, they're really just small bumps in the road that you need to, as entrepreneurs, look at and use to propel you forward and to make you better because you should be looking to fail every single day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Agarim, we're going to transition to the other side of the coin now. We started with the failure and you shared a great failure and a challenge that you had and how you overcame it and a lesson that you learned now let's go into the aha moment. You're a very exciting and passionate person, and I'm sure you're inspired every single day with little aha moments that are improving trip trotting and are propelling you forward to the next level. But take us back now in your journey to when you really had that clear, shining aha moment. What was that moment? Take us through that. Um, you, you're right. There's definitely a lot of aha moments, and there are some bigger ones and smaller ones. Um, one of the things that it was kind of a discovery sort of aha moment when we so when we first launched our site um it was just focused on one-on-one -on -one connections so you go on the site and you can kind of it's almost like a directory of people local people you can connect with and uh what we 
kind of noticed o- over time is that people, instead of meeting just one-on-one, our users starting creating, started creating events and activities uh, where like a couple, you know, more people, 10, 20, 30, sometimes three, 400 people would show up. And we just kind of looked at it and said, wow, like these people are doing it on their own, on their own initiative. They're organizing through like Facebook events or Eventbrite. And that was kind of our aha moment. We're like, wait a minute, like if that's what people want, then why are why are we why are we not giving them the tools to do it easier on our side? So we actually ended up um, creating the whole activities platform, activities and events platform on our site, and as a result of this aha moment that was basically driven by our, our users and our customers. And um, and I think that's a very important learning lesson for entrepreneurs is to you have to listen to what your what where what direction the users are taking your uh, product because sometimes we might have this great idea that we love but we realize over time that um, maybe that's not how the end user sees it and they might actually give you that aha moment so you have to be open to it that's such great advice and Eric Reese said it really well in the Lean Startup when he just said, listen, you need to launch with a minimally viable product because if you are spending so much time in-house just creating what you think the customer wants and trying to perfect everything, you may be really shocked, surprised, and disappointed when in fact you do launch and you realize that's just not what the customer wants. So when you can launch as quick as possible and just start getting feedback, you can adjust on that to what the customer wants. It's great that trip-trotting is a company that really is flexible that can implement some of these strategies. I love that bootstrapping mentality. Can you give me one other example where you actually implemented something that customers gave you as a feedback that you thought was really exciting and insightful? Um, yes, I, I mean, there's so many. Um, one of the things that um, our users um, asked for was... Um, being able to, uh, well, one of the things they, they always asked for was being able to search for, uh, for example, not just specific locations, but being able to search for um, people that, uh, by, by name or by university, so by certain, certain level of affiliation. So we actually did launch that as part of a, um, our product relaunch, um, and we're actually, right now, we're tweaking that, but that was one of the things that we just realized that that was you know, great, great use case and people always want to like, if I went to USC and I only want to meet people from USC, I can just go in and type that in and find people from, from that specific uh, network. That's a great example. Let's move on now to your current business. You're rocking and rolling. You have a lot of things going on with trip trotting that are very exciting. I love your website. I love the explainer video. It's very clever. It makes you laugh. What's one thing that's really exciting you about trip trotting right now? I think it's really seeing people use our site and and having people just like see how it changes someone's life and someone's experiences when they're traveling. Um, that's that's what really is exciting, and and really kind of seeing what type of like since we launch activities and events, what type of activities and events people are interested in, and really starting to focus on providing those type of experiences to our users. Igarim, have you had an I've made it moment yet? You know, it's funny because I feel like you never really have that moment <laughs> in entrepreneurship because there's always a next step. Um, I think. I think the big like milestone for us, for example, was 
raising our, our most recent round of funding. And it was a lot of work. It took us probably a good six months, a little under six months. Um, and, and for a split of a second, you, like when you just close that round and you're just like, oh my God, like, yes, that article is out at TechCrunch, we raised it. And like, it's a, literally a split of a second moment. And then you just realize, and then you just turn around and you're like, okay, what's next? And it's like, you realize you only took like the first step <laughs> in this very, very long road. That's definitely the case with a lot of entrepreneurs. I always stress to Fire Nation, it's so important to have those goals. And when you reach them, it's also important to step back and actually appreciate the accomplishment that you've had because this is all about the journey, Igarim. So I really hope that you're enjoying the journey and not just always putting your head down and bulldozing to that next goal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it is at the end of the day, it is all about the experience and the journey that, that you're, you're on. So I agree, and we kind of like to pull the curtain back a little bit for Fire Nation because the word entrepreneur often is a mystery and people really kind of wonder what somebody like Igarim at Trip Trotting would be doing during the course of a normal workday. Now, obviously, you don't ever have a normal workday where you're doing the same thing every single day, but you do have common tasks that you're always having to complete day in and day out. Can you just talk quickly about two tasks that you seem to do every day that take up a good portion of your time? It used to be a lot, like a lot more. It is responding to emails, and I think um, I'm trying to kind of manage that a little better now. Um, I think because there's so much inbound, um, in, in, inbound questions, and I mean everything from partnership opportunities to your investors, to um, employees, to customers. So I spend a really uh, big portion of my time just in front of a computer, basically, uh, responding to these emails and, and, and keeping the lines of communication open. Um, I think it's very important to talk to people, to get input from outside. Um, so that's kind of like, a, it's always there, but I guess it's in every job <laughs> you do that. Um, and, and I think what we're actually trying to do a lot more now, uh, also with our, within trip trotting is we spend like at least maybe like try to spend at least an hour or so, um, as a team, uh, just kind of brainstorming ideas or coming up with like big picture things. And that has actually, it's, it's a very organic, it's not like we all sit down at like 12 o'clock and we talk from 12 to one, but Sometimes we just have those little aha moments. We're like, oh, hey guys, like, what do you think about this? Or like, I was just looking at this site and it's really interesting, whatever it is. So like we try to spend some time every day just throwing out ideas out there and, and analyzing what we have and kind of making sure, keeping ourselves in check and making sure that we, whatever we are offering our customers, our users is the best that we can offer. Thank you for sharing that insight. And I agree. And we got about five minutes left in this interview. So why don't you just take a couple minutes, maybe a minute and 30 seconds, and just talk about what your vision for the future of trip trotting is. Sure, absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, when we are, um, I think when I will feel like we've made it is when trip trotting becomes kind of this um, this brand name that people, when people think of travel and having this like really great authentic local experiences, they think of trip trotting. So when, when I can go to anyone and, and talk to anyone who's planning a trip and they say, oh, I really want, I'm going on this trip, I booked my flight and 
I have, I want to have greater spirit. I'm going to go on trip trotting and find people and find activities and events that will help me to have that experience. And that's kind of our, really, just our vision is to transform fundamentally the way people think about their travel experiences and, and bring that local experience to every single traveler. Um, you know, I think the, um, in 2012, there's going to be 1 billion international arrivals. So 1 billion international trips taken in 2012. Um, and that number is just only projected to grow. So, so many more people will be traveling and being able to have the experience that we are trying to, we have had and we're trying to offer our users, I think will transform the way people see travel and also as a result of it, the way people see other cultures, other communities, because a lot of times when we travel, especially for the first time, we have preconceptions about uh, what the locals are like or what their uh, lives are like, and so do locals of foreigners. So by connecting the two, um, I hope as a result of this experience, they, they, there will be more understanding and, um, I guess, friendship between different cultures. That's a great vision. So, Igarim, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds. This is where I provide you with a series of questions and you come back with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. I hope I can hold up to that. (laughs) (laughs) What was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, It was my, it was the job and the the kind of the surrounding mentality. Um, I I used to do investment banking before. And it was not, it was kind of like perceived that being an entrepreneur is when you are just, you just can't work for anyone and you're not good at what you do. And I think that that groupthink of uh, certain professions could be holding you back. And that will, that was one thing. What is the best business advice that you ever received? Um, the best advice I received was from, um, Actually, from some of our from our mentors, um, one of uh, our our mentors uh, through Idea Lab, Julie Hanna, she has given us uh, a lot of great advice. And some and one of it was you have to you have to listen to what your users are saying, and and and, and iterate fast and pivot on it and and provide what they're asking for. That's great advice. What's something that's working for you? or trip trotting right now? We have, we've been able to create a truly global community. And that's something that I think a lot of startups are not able to do. Too often they start kind of like one city at a time, like LA, San Francisco, New York, replicate, replicate, replicate. What we've been able to do is just light up this fire all over the world. I mean, we have people in 150 countries and having this truly global community from day one has been something that kind of set us apart and it's working really well for us right now. That's great. Now, Igarim, you're kind of cutting edge when it comes to technology with your website and all of these things. I don't know about you specifically, but I am curious. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you just are in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? (laughs) I do. It's uh, a little bit on the other side. I actually really love Kissmetrics. Um, it's this great resource that allows you to track your users, to track um, your traffic, and I just religiously really spend a lot of time on it. So Kissmetrics and Google Analytics are my kind of 
default two tabs that are always open. Yeah, Kiss Metrics is good because it's not tracking so much your vanity metrics that don't really matter that much. They really track the metrics that matter. Exactly. What's the best business book that you've read in the last six months? I actually finally read The Lean Startup, um, which was very exciting. I, I mean, obviously, I followed Eric Ries' blog and everything, but I uh, finally got a chance to read it. And I think that was uh, one, of the best, uh, one of the best business books I've read in a while. And I think being able to read it from, from a different point of view where you're not just starting, but you already started a business and kind of you, you can see what you can change and how you can do it better. And that was very cool. Awesome. So, Igarine, this last question is my favorite, but it's kind of a tricky one. So take your time, digest it before you come back and answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have right now, but your business, trip charting, had completely disappeared, leaving you essentially with a clean slate, which is where many of our listeners find themselves in right now, what would you do? I would spend probably the first two days just thinking about what are some biggest problems in the world, in this country that I would like to solve. And number one, that just like lay out on a whiteboard or on a piece of paper, what are the biggest issues that we're facing? Um, whether it's environmental, you know, education or anything technology related. Um, and then think about, and then once I kind of, brainstorm that and think about, okay, given my skill set, given my experiences, which one could I be the most helpful in helping to solve those issues? And also, which one am I most passionate about? And hopefully of all the different issues that we have, which we have a lot, you can pick one that you truly are passionate about and you have some sort of a background or experience that could actually be useful and, and, and make you... Um, a game changer in, in, in solving this issue. Uh, and, and the reason I say this is because too often we have startups that are just doing the me too model, right? Like I'm going to be checking on top of a check-in on top of a check-in on top of Foursquare, et cetera. Nothing wrong with that. But I think we face so many big problems in the world today that like we need the brightest minds trying to solve those problems. So that's why I would do first two days, really narrow down what I care about, really narrow down the, 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 the problem, then I would spend probably a day or two kind of thinking about ideas of how I would try to solve it and forget about any type of boundaries. There is anything is possible. Just how, what I would do to help solve this issue if I could. Um, and then once you have spent three or four days on that, then just look through your Rolodex, anyone you know um, who might be in the same industry, just start talking to people. Go and schedule coffees, meetings, and start, start getting ideas and uh, – and as you go through that process, you realize that a lot of people, one, they would like your idea probably, and two, they would, be, you know, they would make introductions and they would be willing to help you out. Um, so that's how I would probably kick it off. Wow, I'm going to make a bold statement because you're actually interviewee number 53, but that was the best answer to that question. Really? <laughs> I'm glad I lived up to, uh, to the question. <laughs> Fire Nation will be impressed. And so I agree, on that note, Thank you. You've given us some great actionable advice, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Sounds good. Um, I think, remember, the greatest failure in life is not to try. 
So unless you go and try and do something, you would never know if it actually would have worked or not. So get off the couch, get out of the, get out of the job that you don't like, and just start from somewhere. Um, it's it's always scary, and people never know in the beginning, but you learn as you go. Um, and that's what I mean. Trip trotting started literally with me and my co-founder googling how to start a business. That was our like first day. We sat down. We googled how to start a business. So that's where it starts somewhere. So and then now we are you know we've raised one and a half million from some great VCs like Google Ventures and five hundred startups. Um, and we're off to a great start and building amazing global community. And and as terms of the plug, I think yeah, you know, I hope you guys will all join the trip trotting community. Um, we have amazing people all around the world who would love to meet the entrepreneur on fire um, nation, <laughs> and uh, and and I'm sure you guys can benefit from our community and meet meeting and talking to people from around the world as well. Um, we live in a, it's it's a small village these days, so it's always good to to have friends everywhere and talk to people. It's so true, Igarim, and this podcast is listened to in over a hundred countries. So I mean, this is a global community as well. I love that about my industry, about your industry, about everybody's industry, and that's just the world that we live in right now. Thank you so much on behalf of Fire Nation. We salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Sounds great. Thank you, too. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire generates every month consisting of passionate entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, the impact equation with great results. If you would like to have 15 seconds at the top of our show to share your product or message, go to sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.